Many of us have things that we would be willing to travel 75,000 miles for. Filmmaker Adam Schell traveled those miles to find the happiest place in America. And he joins us on Live Happy Now. The ancient Greeks defined happiness as the joy you feel moving towards your potential. To think about positive psychology, it's a science. And it's actually younger than the Internet, believe it or not. The reality is that social connection is, in the research, the greatest predictor we have of long-term happiness. You have some factors in your control that can promote the health and resilience and growth of your absolutely most important asset, which is your brain. And so it all comes down to understanding ourselves. There's a way for all of us to succeed, but, but it might take different things. We're all looking for the same thing, and that's a way to bring a little bit more joy to our day. Join us as we look at the many different paths that lead us to that happy place. This is Live Happy Now. Hello and greetings. Welcome to another edition of Live Happy Now. I am your host, J.R. Houston. Pleased to be with you back in studio, cranking out more fantastic content to help you live happier. And we're glad that you're listening to it wherever you are. However you're listening, thanks for making us a part of your day. Also, make Live Happy Magazine a part of your day, if you could. It's available on newsstands everywhere. It's also available in the digital form. It's available on your smartphone, in the uh, whether it's an iPhone or an Android device, because it's available in the Apple Store and the Google Play Store. So no excuse if you would like to have the digital edition. You don't have to rush out to buy a new device. It's available there for you. And we encourage you to check it out. It's fantastic. We also are so glad to have this uh, guest. This was uh, an interview recorded a while ago at the iPen Festival, which uh, happened in the summer of 2016. And, uh, well, we found out that we need to always be recording. That's one thing that Adam says time and again during his filmmaking process. And we turned it around on him. We did the same thing when we caught up with him at IPEN to talk about his film, Pursuing Happiness. Beatbox and Happiness. That's the sequel. Oh, I like it. It's our lead-in. And yes, I am recording. All right. Oh, you got that? Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I'm not really a beatboxer. I you saw, are now. I saw it on YouTube once. Somebody was like... <laughs> <laughs> How to beatbox. <laughs> That's terrific. So, Adam, you have brought Pursuing Happiness to IPEN Festival. I have. Can you give us a little bit of background on what prompted you to create this film? You know, what really prompted me to create the film was you look around society in general and you turn on any news channel and I mistakenly said that on a news channel this morning um, <laughs> and all you see is miserable stories how we're failing how life sucks you know all the things you have to watch out for who's committed what crime who's dying you know all this stuff and while I'm not saying some of that stuff isn't important and we don't need to know it but the fact that that's all that was available really kind of just it started to grade on me and as I was thinking about the next film I wanted to make I was like you know I, I'm a documentary filmmaker right so you think oh what social issue can I take on that you know means something to me that I can help change people's minds and society and all that and most of the social issues are somewhat depressing and so I want to do something that made me happy. I was like, I'm not going to spend four years of my life making a film and be miserable every day thinking about this subject. So I wanted to make something 
that just made me happy. <laughs> and so did it work? Did it make you happy? Oh, yeah. It's, you know, it's, what's so great about it is I love doing it. Every time I do something around the film, like let's say, you know, I'm whatever, an interview or I'm just editing something or I just always get this charge of just like, oh, this is awesome. This is awesome. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times during the editing process I would sit there and I would just like laugh and smile along with the characters in the film. Because it's infectious. You can't help it, right? That's terrific. And so, yeah, it's really, it's cool. <laughs> so how many people did you end up interviewing? We interviewed over 400 people. Wow. Yeah. Um, so you can imagine how difficult the process of eliminating that down. <laughs> 380 of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you at least email them and say? Yeah, I emailed everyone with a personal, no, I'm kidding. Um, sorry. <laughs> I need to. No. Um, <laughs> you know, it's. That's a thing. I mean, when we were interviewing people, I mean, I think people really didn't understand that, like, you know, we're traveling the country for two years looking for the happiest people in America. Most of the people would even comment while we were interviewing them. Oh, I, I'm not going to make the film. I'll end up on the cutting room floor, blah, blah, blah. And all the people that did comment, I made sure to put in the film. Really? <laughs> so is that like um, a tip? If you want to be in a movie, right. make sure you say, oh, you're probably going to cut this. <laughs> exactly. You're probably going to yeah. cut. Well, I will say this. Anytime somebody says... Okay, cut that. Oh, it's, it's going, going in. in. It's going in, for sure. It's kind of like when someone says, that was off the record. It was yeah. like, no. <laughs> well, you said it. <laughs> I don't see an off the record sign. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you say, oh, wait, don't put that in, you know it's going in. <laughs> <laughs> We're still um, getting cut, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> it's going in. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, it was it was a difficult process to figure out who would go in and who wouldn't because you know when you <clears throat> when you make a film like this this is not one of those films where it's like okay here's the story here's the beginning the middle the end it's a you know 24 hour event we are going to put on this event this is a movie about making this one event right and you've got a little bit of the backstory of how this event goes then you've got the event itself right. and then the movie's over you know and maybe something that happens after the event this is like a wild off the wall concept that didn't really make any sense to anyone, <laughs> even me. <laughs> um, that was just like, I'm going to go find the happiest people in America and see what they have to say. Yeah. So how did you build a storyline of sorts for that? How did you, that was really the toughest part. And so in the beginning, we literally started by just saying, okay, here's all these crazy characters. Let's just start editing together each one of their segments and see what comes of each character. And so we do that, and then we end up with, I think it was a seven-hour film, <laughs> when we just literally chunked them all together. And it was, like, tiring, because not only it was seven hours, but <laughs> you're just watching one vignette after the next. And at that point, I said to myself, okay, maybe I shouldn't make a documentary out of this, and we should just turn this into some sort of web series and just do vignette after vignette mm -hmm. after vignette. But that frustrated me the most, because really, I, you know, when I set out to do something, I want to do that. Um, and so I was really intent on making the film. Um, so what we ultimately had to do is now that we had all these characters, we knew who said what and how this works. Now we had to find the story. Now we had to figure out a way to take all these multiple characters and mind you only like 26 people end up in the film, including myself. 
Um, I did not get cut. You didn't get cut? <laughs> no, I said you had an in-run. cut that, and yeah. then I got put in. He <laughs> <laughs> knew the secret. I knew the secret, right? But it was literally that process of figuring out how this whole thing fit together. And so it was a huge puzzle. And so every couple weeks, we'd be reshuffling the puzzle. We'd, you know, we had a big, huge whiteboard in the studio, and we'd put postcards up on the wall, you know, post. Post-it, post-it notes, notes and, you know, this person's seen, this person says this, this person says that. And then we'd sit there and we'd rearrange them all over the wall and then we'd take some off and they'd end up on the floor. And literally that was our cutting room floor because, you know, we're not editing <laughs> film. And we're like, hey, we have a cutting room floor. <laughs> um, and so, you know, and then it would, we'd put that all together like, okay, great. We got a great plan. Let's edit it. And so we'd spend a week putting those pieces together and figuring out how one transition goes to the next. And maybe three minutes of that would end up in the final film. <laughs> and it was week after week after week of doing that, recycling it, and then watching it, and me getting so frustrated because it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this sucks. I hate this. This is not what I made. It's not what I set out to make. This isn't working. I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm now pursuing happiness right? for myself. And then probably about the seventh or eighth cut of the film, we finally cracked the code. And it was like, okay, we figured out the formula of how this thing's going to work, how it makes sense, how you fit all these characters in, what's the driving force to keep you going. You know, Mm -hmm. which really, and I'll spoil it for you. (laughs) It came down to me, (laughs) (laughs) but it it did. I mean, and I don't mean to say that in like, I'm sitting here breaking my arm. It, It came down to the most interesting thing that keeps you going is the fact that we went on this journey. We spent two years on the road finding these people. So it's kind of, that's how I take you through the film is like, Hey, I'm going to go on this crazy journey. Come with me. Mm-hmm. Let's figure this out together. And we're going to meet weird, interesting, fun, happy people. And then we're going to meet all these professionals that study this stuff and figure out the science and all that kind of stuff. And we're going to couple them all together and we're going to make sense of all this happiness stuff. And did you have any kind of background in happiness to know like the psychology of it or the neuroscience of it, or was it just an interest that you now are an expert in because of having done this? I am just a very curious person. I love learning about things. If something sparks my interest, I could spend two days not working, (laughs) researching the best thermostat to use with my air conditioning system. It drives my wife absolutely crazy. (laughs) But literally, I'm that curious. And then if something sparks my interest, I just go off. And so, no, I didn't know anything. And and it's actually funny because the very beginning of the film, I talked to... um, Rick Foster, who's a happiness professional, mm-hmm. and he writes a lot of books and all this stuff. And I'm sitting there in his house, and he goes, "Okay, let's do a little, let's do a little experiment." He goes, "Why happiness?" And I was like, "Why does it exist?" He's like, "Yeah, why? Why do we get to feel this emotion of happiness?" And I'm like, "I have no idea." I mean, and you can see it in the movie. It's like this great moment of me just bumbling, going, oh, like, man, like, you know? <laughs> I changed the subject like twice. <laughs> like, like, I know why other things exist, <laughs> you know, all that. But it was, it was that great moment of me 
really going, hey, I have no idea what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but let's go figure it out. Let's find out, which actually I think really helped me in the process because every interview was a learning experience. Sure. You know, not only the interviews with all the scientists and the, you know, the people who have real you know, data and information, but also the people who are just living happy lives. And it was really cool to once we kind of finished the whole journey to go back and dissect it all and figure out where that person, let's say Gloria, who at 28 was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer and made it the best thing that ever happened to her. Wow. Like, how does that work? And so we were able to weave that in with the science of positive thinking of, you know, what you express and all that kind of stuff is your experience, you know? And so having those two things tie together, you get to hear about the science and then you get to see it live in action through a person who's living it, unaware of the science, but living it. And do you think it helped that you came from it organically or even ignorantly? So, so that you were taking the, the viewer along with you as you're learning yes what it is absolutely i think it definitely helped because the process of making the film was my education mm-hmm. and that's what shows in the film so i think i think it also helps the story of the film because as an audience member you feel like i think people lock on to that in the beginning when they're like okay this isn't uh, arrogant filmmaker who knows everything and they're going to tell me how it is you know this is a guy who literally knows nothing he's going to admit that right there on camera and then we're going to go discover it together so i feel like that was the kind of secret sauce that we figured out that made the film work was we're going to all learn this together and you know we we're going to start out at zero and we're going to end up at 10 but we're doing it with the filmmaker, with the process, and part of this experience, right. you know, just saved them a lot of mileage. Yeah, exactly. I saved right? everybody the <laughs> seventy-five thousand miles that I traveled, <laughs> painless days. So, <laughs> so how days. did it change you? What did you most learn about happiness that that changed your life from doing this? There's a moment in the film when we went up in, uh, in to Santa Barbara, and we're walking on the beach with this life coach author, Gary Van Warmdem, yeah. and who's awesome. And we're standing there on the beach, and he says to me, "Your experience, your sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna screw it up right here." <laughs> he says to me, "Your expression is your experience," and I immediately said, "Oh, I I know that. What you give is what you get." And he's like, no, it's not about what you give is what you get. Most people think that you give something and then you wait around for it to come back around and, you know, and then later in life you'll get it back, but you won't know where and how those things connect. He goes, that's, that's not it. He goes, your expression is your experience because as you express something, you experience that expression. So if I'm expressing love right there in that moment, no matter what anybody else is doing in around me or to me or in response to me, I'm experiencing that love as I'm expressing it. And the same goes with hate and anger and fear and all those different emotions. So if you can change the way you express yourself, you change the way you experience life. And it, 
it's it seems really hard and he goes into this whole example of you know how he's learned to do that and you know the different ways to do that and some things are really difficult you know he tells a story about you know his his wife telling him that she doesn't love him anymore and she wants to go be with somebody else and he says well if i choose to express hate and say oh i hate you for this i'm experiencing that hate but if i can say oh i love you and i want you to be happy and if that's going to do it for you well great which <laughs> not easy not, not an easy, easy task thing. yeah right? not the easy road to walk but at some point we all get there right hopefully that's the goal right that's the you know ten thousand dollars of therapy right. that we'll go through <clears throat> is to get to that point of expressing love again Right. And maybe you don't express it for them specifically, but if you express it for somebody else, you start to feel that. And the point is, how do you get yourself from that five year, $10,000 of therapy situation all the way down to, you know, five minutes, five mm -hmm. seconds? Somebody says something to you and you can turn around and express love no matter what. And it, it's something that like Gandhi was incredible at. And he's, you know, one of our, you know, messiahs for, sure, you know, yeah. uh, he's like the godfather of happiness. Right. <laughs> and, and I think that's one of the things he was the most amazing at is he could sit there and just express what he wanted to experience no matter what. Interesting. I, that's what an incredible, powerful lesson. Right. Cause even for you, I'm sure if, if nothing else happened with the film, the fact that you had that experience and got to learn that Right. made that four-year investment completely. Exactly, exactly. And it's, and it's, I'm so lucky that I get to constantly re-experience it mm -hmm. every time I watch the film, every time I share the film, every time I talk to somebody just like this. I get to share that and remind myself. And that's the other thing that I learned that's really changed me is you have to remind yourself. You have to constantly... It's not a one-time thing. It's, it's not a one-time thing. It's like going to the gym, right? You don't go to the gym, work out, get muscles, and then stop going and right. keep them. Right. <laughs> you go back to the couch with the potato chips, <laughs> and you get fat again. <laughs> At least that's what I do. <laughs> but, and that's the same thing with happiness, right? It's yeah. a constant work. It's, and I don't want to make it sound like it's work. It's, it's just a practice. It's a practice. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. you just constantly have to remind yourself all those little things. And that's what I think the film is so great at, is filled with little things like that all over the place, you know, from all these different characters and people that we discovered, constantly throwing these little tips at you. Right. Because, you know, as we all know, we talk about a lot, especially at conferences like this, is happiness is a choice. Mm -hmm. And as cliche as that sounds, and you hear it all the time, what I discovered is happiness is a choice, but it's not a choice I want to be happy. Because just making a choice I want to be happy isn't going to get you happy. The choice is I'm going to do the things that will result in happiness. Because happiness is simply a reward for other behavior. That's terrific. What wonderful insight. Yeah, thank you. So, <laughs> I mean, now tell me a little bit what's going on with the distribution, how people can see the film. So right now the film is available for educational purposes mm -hmm. primarily. Um, we're selling it on our website for corporate and schools and nonprofits and all that glorious stuff. 
Uh, we're also doing uh, festivals like this one and mm-hmm. other film festivals, screenings and all that um, now. Uh, we're available for private screenings, public screenings through a platform called Tug, which is on-demand theatrical. Okay. So let's say you live in Pittsburgh and you want to bring the film and invite a whole bunch of your friends. We'll set up a screening there, uh, pick a theater of your choice and a time and date, and we'll set up the screening. And then you can just email Facebook, Twitter, all your friends and tell them, hey, go on and buy a ticket. Let's go all see this movie together. Wonderful. And then uh, we try and make it to all those screenings if we can. And uh, we're going to release on DVD and VOD, iTunes, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, some of that. Probably not all of it at the same time. (laughs) But it'll be available for wide release. So we'll get widespread consumption possibilities. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Great. Now, now you said when you went into this, you wanted to make a, a movie that was uplifting. Yeah. So now what are your goals with it? You've done that. So now what do you want to see? And like you've given birth to the child now. Right. What do you want? What, how do you want it to grow up? Where do you want to go with this? I'm glad you said that because, you know, people, I've thought about them. Okay. Usually when I make a film, you finish it, you send it off to the distributor, and then you go start making your next film. This one's so much more personal for me mm-hmm. um, that really my time right now is being spent promoting this film and getting it out there and making sure that as many people as need to and want to can see it and have an elevated experience with it. And in that, I mean, you know, what else can we couple with the film to really heighten the experience and and the takeaways that go beyond just watching the film in your living room? Yeah. Do you think you'll do some more in the happiness space in terms of films? Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I mean, I have 400 interviews, (laughs) you know, or 380 (laughs) that didn't make the film. So, you know, my goal is to take all that footage that I have and, you know, continue, whether it's a sequel or a a series or, you know, and then there's probably another 400 people that I got referred to that we didn't even get to. Wow. So, I mean, I could literally do this the rest of my life, just traveling the world you know, pursuing happiness, France, pursuing happiness, <laughs> you know, Latvia, pursuing happiness, Japan. That's true. That's a pretty good idea. So, yeah, that's... We'll go with you. Cool. Uh-huh. Let's go. Fantastic stuff bringing up good memories of the IPEN Festival. Uh, now I get to do the late night host bit where I say, and here now, I believe we have a, cl- yeah, we have a clip of the film Pursuing Happiness. But happiness is fundamentally... An expression. So whatever you kind of put out there is what you get back. It's not so much what you put out there is what you get back. It is a matter of what you're putting out there is you're experiencing it as you put it out there. Something may or may not come back, but you already experienced it in the putting it out there. But if I'm with my partner and I got, God, I love this woman. She's great. And she says, I'm going to go be with somebody else. If my experience is then, damn it, I hate you, my, I'm experiencing hate. I stop putting love out there. But if I put out there, you know what? I want you to be happy. I really want you to be happy. And if that's what's going to do it for you, that's beautiful. I'm happy for you. But I mean, isn't that really, really difficult? Because there's a lot of emotions involved there that you're like... I didn't say it was easy. <laughs> and I'm using, and I'm using a, a big example. Right. You know, kind of ultimate challenge, a big challenge for people, ultimate challenge for people. Yeah. Yeah. But what's the choice? To be angry? 
a lot of times people work themselves around. They may take five years to turn around and be expressing love and gratitude about that change in their life. Or you can do it in five minutes, you can do it in five seconds, you can do it in the moment. But working yourself to do it in the moment, that's practice. Well, if you're interested in knowing more about the film after hearing that, and why wouldn't you be? You can see Pursuing Happiness. You can find out where you can see it uh, by going to PursuingHappiness.com. And while you're on the Internet, of course, go to LiveHappyNow.com and get a free sketch note of this episode. And let us know what you thought of it. You can find us on Twitter at LiveHappy, Facebook.com slash LiveHappy, or you can send us an email, podcast at live happy well we do have another podcast coming out very very soon next week in fact susan verde joins the podcast to share how yoga can be beneficial for adults as well as children looking forward to that conversation for everybody involved whether it be paula whether it be our producer nikki who was always recording on filmmaker adam shell i'm jr houston saying so long and thank you for helping us to live happy